Hello, this is Lisa Russick. And who are you? I am Misty Lore. Who are you? Misty Lore. I am Lisa Russick, <laughs> and this is the podcast We Are All Psychic. Whoa. Today we have a really cool guest. Her name is Pam. Pam, would you like to say hello? Sure. My name's Pam Flowerday, and I'm a professional intuitive and also author of the book, Ask Yourself, Understand, and Unlock Your Psychic Power for Personal and Planetary Healing. Thank you we so much for having title. me on. That's a great title. <laughs> that sounds easy. like right up for our right yeah. podcast. It really yes. does. Yeah. Yeah. Right in. And Misty has a question for you right off the bat. Oh, I okay. do. Pam. You do. Are you I ready? Do. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that we're all psychic? I absolutely do. And that's what really inspired writing my book. I, um, you know, I went through four years of clairvoyant training. And what I found out is everybody in there already is psychic. It's just sort of dusting it back off because we live really in a society here in our country that doesn't like accept it or validate it. It's like this persistent skepticism out there. So when we're kids, you know, we're not really encouraged to, you know, um, talk about our psychic experiences. So we kind of hit that that disable button, like in your settings on your phone, you yes. know, and in your social media, it's like disable, disable, disable. And it's not that they're not there, they're just disabled. And you can just can go right back in there and turn them back on and dust them off and exercise them. So yes. that's why I wrote the book. To, oh, to, to kind of that is that. just great. And that's why we do the podcast, help people with that kind of same thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, We raced around this kind of experiences of, of energy work or anything like this. Were you, were you born like with people who taught you this stuff from a young age or, or did you learn well, it on your own? Not really. You know, when I had most of my psychic experiences, it was when I was relaxed or playing, you know, mm -hmm. and we're kind of in a spontaneous flow being our natural selves and experiencing everything around us and really, you know, connecting with um, everything that's happening. And I would have some psychic experiences. And then if I talk to grownups about them, they're like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it didn't quite add up, but I where learned. were you raised? Like what, what area? Of I was raised in Southern California, so okay, in between okay. That's like liberal. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, I know Frenchy Granola, California. You know? <laughs> and my mom is actually very open to metaphysical stuff. She was a big That's reader cool. of Seth and all kinds of metaphysical stuff. Loved Edgar Casey. But, you know, I just, I don't think I talked a lot about it when I was a little kid, but she certainly didn't discourage me, you know, um, if I did bring up things. So I was pretty lucky that way. Yeah, yeah. me too. My mom grew up with uh, Casey too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Pam, like, um, what? Did you have like kind of a calling to help people understand the side of themselves or did you just think about it real hard and want to do it or did you just because you know a lot of people who are in this work I love to ask people this sometimes like the calling question the, yeah the, the, do you feel compelled yeah. to do this work I just felt like asking you yeah. that did you feel like compelled yeah. to write this book or did you just want to yeah well you know I started out being fascinated with energy work and Reiki so in 98 1998, I got attuned to Reiki, Asui Reiki, and went straight through to the master's level. And I got really frustrated with doing Reiki because I could kind of sense energy, but it's like, so what's a block? What is that exactly? You know, yeah, yeah. How do you 
how do you help a person release that? And like, how do you help them not to have that block reestablish itself? So I really wanted to learn more about the human energy system and how it works. So I went in 2001 and went to a clairvoyant training program in um, Marin, California and um, fell in love with that whole style of learning about your energy, your chakras, how to ground your energy, how to clear it, how to turn certain chakras down and move up to the higher chakras and stabilize yourself in the the psychic center. So I, I fell in love with it. So I put myself through a whole other program because I decided I wanted to do it professionally. Um, so I wanted to make sure So I went through about another three years of training um, and apprenticing, and then I, you know, started to do it professionally and incorporated it with Reiki. And um, so a lot of times I would do a reading and then we would get the person on the table and do Reiki and healing. That and I just had a like, much better. I've had ideas yeah. like that before and plans like that. Yeah. yeah. Worked so, out, but that's a great idea. I bet that worked great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just sort of, it was this sort of organic evolution. Um, and then um, after I'd done it for about six years, it's like everyone I talk to doesn't think they're psychic. They ask like, you know, where did you get your psychic gift? You know, when did you know you were psychic? And it's like, you're psychic too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided I wanted to write a book and just teach people about the same energy awareness exercises and how to re-enable those buttons where they got turned off when you're a little kid and and start exercising, you know. So you just really wanted to write this book more than I I feel called to. That's kind of how I work too, like in this field, when it asks me to come back and work in it I'm back but sometimes yeah, yeah. it says now nah, you know we you know you go do your thing bro you need more yeah. need more education more yeah. maturity go do that yeah. for a while you know and then I come yeah. back to it and I've been back into it since 2018 like you know reading professionally doing the podcast stuff like that yeah stuff. that's wonderful and, you know I listen to some of your podcasts and they're just really cool the people you. you guys get and I just Ooh, love we it. love our guests and you're one of them <laughs> cool you're awesome <laughs> So um, were you raised in any kind of religious background other than your mom accepting the metaphysical things? Like it was there a religion in your, in your. Not really. You know, my dad was um, Christian science, but not really. He was raised in Christian Christian sciences. Yeah. Yeah. But he never really talked about it or practiced it or anything. And my mom was like, let's just go to the church where we we like what they're saying. So we moved around a lot. Sometimes we would not go to church, you know, if we couldn't find one where it wasn't, you know, preaching hellfire and like all these frightening things. So we like the gentle, the gentle churches. So, you know, it it wasn't any particular church. It was just who we resonated with um, and where it felt true. That's cool. So you were really following your intuition and spirit just as far as finding other spiritualist people to be around. And your yes. values, finding them with community, yeah. and some of them were definitely not fitting for you. It's really cool that your mom could tell the difference mm-hmm. for everybody, you know, who wanted to go with her. I yeah, guess. yeah, she was really <laughs> she great, awesome. great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I wrote the book. I started it um, 15 years ago, and finally just got it out there last year, and it kind of moved from 
just like a straight ahead psychic guide. These are the exercises to, you know, really looking at why in our culture we're so freaking shut down. Like it doesn't really make sense to me, you know? And so part of my book, I look at other cultures you know, that not only accept psychic abilities, but they rely on them, you know, and um, how they view that, how they integrate that into their culture. And um, so I spent a whole chapter and did a lot of research on that. And then um, looking at, well, what are the barriers here? Like, what are the institutional barriers here in our country that sort of cause us to have this persistent skepticism. So I spent a whole chapter on looking at that. So I'm kind of glad it took me 15 years, you know, to write the book because I wouldn't have included that. But after practicing professionally in this field and like go to work, you know, and it's, uh, you know, a good day's work. And then if someone asks me what I do professionally and I tell them they look like the look on their face is like, I'm freaking crazy, you know, and it's like, oh, it was no. such a disconnect because it was breathe. so common. Yeah. yeah. I get excited when I, when I hear somebody say that, you know, yeah, me too. <laughs> I hate that. I mean, we got stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you find it hard, but like, especially moving around, or you said more when you, do you still move around a lot as an adult? I mean, did you keep that nomadic kind of thing going for you or did you uh, somewhere when you're older? Um, well, you know, um, do you mean in terms of churches or in no, terms like places of where you live? Places that I live. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I went to college um, in uh, UC Santa Cruz, so in Northern California and stayed in Northern California for a long time. Cool. And just in 2019, my husband and I moved to Spokane because he's just retiring and we wanted something a little slower and calmer and, you know, more green. Um, yes. So we're up mm-hmm. here now. Yeah. And I just great. love it. I really, Good. there's a great community here and I connected in with a lot of the intuitives, the healers, you know, and um, a healing wonderful now the listeners just as a little aside before i ask misty if she has questions pam said she was very nervous and she is doing fantastic you You are doing fantastic you thank you i've said um i've thought um more than you've even thought of saying um and you haven't said um yet i don't think but i'm like the queen of the (laughs) you're doing a really great job so you know if you were nervous you may not be anymore i don't know misty you must have some questions for pam oh yeah so (laughs) first of all um Okay, so let's say that we want to open up more into our psychic intuition. And, um, you know, obviously there's steps to do this. But the thing that pops out the most that you said was um, you need to be more relaxed and kind of calm. Yes. And that, and I find that to be so true. Yes. Because when I'm relaxed, you know, and it's not often because I'm a very tense person. Yeah. But when I'm too. relaxed, boy, it's just like, dang, yeah. you can just pop yeah. right out, you know. So that's probably going to be your first thing is to get people relaxed, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So what step process do you suggest for somebody just starting out? Yeah, well, the very first thing I suggest for a person to do is to sit down, get themselves like a pretty journal and start journaling their psychic history. Because the first thing is they need to believe that they can be psychic or that they are psychic, you know, and a lot of times people 
forget their psychic experiences, but then, you know, when they write down, no, I did have that one experience, then they write it down, then something else will bubble to the surface. And before you know it, they've got a list of 10 things, you know, and that just helps to remind them that no, this is true. You know, I didn't believe it, I didn't own my psychic identity, but it's true, you know, so that's the first thing I suggest for people, mm-hmm. you know, and to kind of write their intention, like what, what psychic ability do I want to develop? So I learned to read auras and how to find a place or a pattern or a thought form in a person's aura where they're stuck and helping Ooh. them to move that energy. So I do a very specific form of clairvoyance, but there's so many different forms of, you know, every single person has a unique way of working. Yes. You just like to be talking and thinking and everything. Yes. Unique to them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, I just think once they kind of look at, well, these are the sort of the things that I naturally can do, then setting a clear intention. It's like, I want to develop this more, you know, and I believe that I can, that I already do, but I just need to exercise it, you know, so setting a clear intention that's very specific, you that's know, good. like, some, I like yeah, some people want to be remote viewers, some people want to be precognitive, some people, you know, want to be clairvoyant, you know, and so um, it's just being really clear. Like, okay, this is what we're focusing on. And I really believe I can do that. So th- those right. are sort of getting in the right, you know, um, frame of mind about it and really believing and, and getting motivated. Um, and then, you know, the system I learned is energy awareness. So it's mm-hmm. breathing, you know, it's bringing your energy into your body and grounding it to the center of the planet and releasing energy. Um, clearing out your chakras. And then we learn to like close down the lower chakras and take the elevator up to the center of your head. And a lot of people think, you know, their psychic center is at their forehead and it's actually back, you know, um, as far back I've as heard your the third ears. eye kind of covers like all this and comes yeah. yes, yes. all the way through. And I can feel it. Yes. It activated yeah. for me and I felt the whole thing buzzing. It felt amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then s- sort of stabilizing your energy there. And um, the the reason my book is called Ask Yourself is I have to tell a story when I was in my first clairvoyant training program. I remember sitting in front of a readie and just waiting passively for information to come in. <laughs> my teacher came up behind me. He goes, ask yourself a question. It's what stimulates the information to come forward. So it's like, okay, I see this brown energy in front of his third chakra. So I asked myself, is that his energy or someone else's? And then boom, the answer is right there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yes. is that fear or what? what is that energy? What is the emotion? And I would get it. So like asking yourself and being proactive about what information you're trying to draw in yeah. um, really and don't helps. be afraid of being wrong. I mean, exactly. It's part of learning. Yeah. Yes, you learn what feelings aren't the right answer feelings, you know, and which ones exactly. are the right answer feelings yeah. that come to you personally, because they're mm-hmm. different ones, you know, some of mm-hmm. us can, you know, like, uh, I use the trivia question feeling like, like, if you're watching Jeopardy, and you know, the question or answer or whatever, yeah. you know, what the question is before they reveal it, you know, in Jeopardy, yeah. and you're like, I know, and you get that feeling. Yeah, say it or whatever. It's that feeling like when you have it right. Yeah, that, that'll yeah. actually with mediumship. Yeah, 
but I don't know if everyone will relate to that, but that's like one that mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people can because everybody's mm -hmm. played trivia just about, and I'm terrible at it. So if I have one, yeah. I know it. I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, self validation and, um, and um, working with guides. I don't know if you work mm -hmm. with guides and teach people that. I do, but personally, um, and actually, you know, in readings, I always, I meditate a half an hour before every reading because wow. it is like sacred space. It is, you know, meeting a person on the spirit to spirit level and really having a, a sacred communication with them because they're bearing their soul, like what their yeah. problems are and where they're stuck and where their pain is. And so I, I get myself in that zone and um, just really clear my energy. So it really helps to spend that time because a lot of times we doubt ourselves because we haven't cleared our energy and moved up to our neutral space up in the clairvoyant center, you know, and the other chakras are like, what, 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 you know, <laughs> and they may like, um, you know, um, like um, undermine you or, or cause you to self-doubt. But yeah. if you close them down and just really go into your psychic center and focus yourself there, it's much easier, you know, and, and easier to, yeah. to um, be clear, you know, that you're having a communication with the higher powers, you know, yeah. and um, with that person. And, and so it, it makes it easier to feel confident then it's not that's about a really ego. good point. Yeah. That's a really good example. That's a really good way for people to find validation as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Missy, you, you've got more questions. Do you have any more? Okay, so after, you know, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, I'm writing things down, you know, and now I'm starting to start validating stuff. Um, uh -huh. What if I want to practice, let's say, I want to practice with somebody, would that be uh -huh. something that you would suggest doing? And how do you do that? What, what do I do? Um, next? Yeah, you could, you know, um, but you know, it, it, it's really important that they know it's a practice space because some people are super programmable. So you might tell them, oh, I see this. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. and they take it to heart and they believe it and then they create it because of their belief. So you have to be, it has to be a very playful space if you're going to practice with someone and say, look, I'm just trying this out, um, you know, so that they, you know, are able to, you know, approach it that way rather or than pick people who, who, who wouldn't, you know, right. Exactly. Be, exactly. be psyched out. Cause some people really yeah, are yeah. psyched out. If, if someone is a psychic, even if they know yeah. them and all of a sudden yeah. they're like, you know, I'm psychic and they're scared yeah. that they yeah, know yeah, anything exactly. about them. Yeah. And, or you're you know, seeing all their lies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there's all, no, their I don't see anything. all the things they're insecure about and they think they did yeah. bad and have guilt. They think the psychic might know it all. And if they do say I, something's coming, it's yes. Come no matter what. Yeah. You, know, it's yeah. like, I you don't know what this is. It's all like what's most likely to happen. I try to do it without you know. any negative. Yeah. At uh, <laughs> all. When I first started, I remember. You know, it, it doesn't matter if the card said something negative or not. I would try to turn it into something positive. Yes. yes. You know, regardless. You know. Yeah. And then if I got better at it, then I could. Yeah. You're like you dodged a bullet by that guy leaving you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Looking at the rest yeah. of these cards. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that aspect. You know. Yes. How yes. do you find what? Another question I have is how do you find what works for you? Like, you know, there's so many different kind of, uh, you know, things. We've got cards, we've got oracles, we've got, you know, you could do dice, we could do, you know, I can go on and on and on. How do we find which one works for us? 
Um, just playing with different things, you What's know, interesting I, to you is what I always yeah, yeah, I just, I have a pendulum, I have runes, I have tarot. And what's so funny is I can sit down and do an hour and a half reading for someone and be fine. But when I look at a card, I draw a complete blank, you know, <laughs> and it's so funny, you know, and so I use cards, but I only use them for myself because I don't feel like I've got, you know, the, the, I, I'm just not good at it, you know, so I think playing with different things you're drawn to. And also asking yourself, you know, um, or before you go to sleep, show me, you know, ask your dreaming self to show you um, what 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 is the best match for you and your skills, you know, and see if you, you have a dream that, that shows you that. Yeah, because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. You know, they, they'll, they'll get frustrated if they can't master one thing or it's just not there. And then they a lot give of up. People want to know what am I good at? And they're already doing the thing they're good at in some capacity yeah. that I've seen. And yeah. You just have yeah. to point it out to them. They're like, that's not special. Usually it's yeah. until you point out why the other people aren't doing it. Have you noticed that this person doesn't do that? Does your husband do that? You know, does your, kid, uh -huh. your kids do that? Well, one of them does. Mm. Well, I've noticed with the cards, like you said, you know, I'm not great with the cards. I'm still learning, you know, and uh -huh. I'm better at them. But you know, for me, it's just getting relaxed and, and it will just come to me. Oh, yeah. Does, yeah. It's kind of like, yes. are you more of a no tools kind of reader, Pam? Like Missy kind of, she'll look at a card and like a yeah. card picture. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. A couple words on it and she'll just pull out like lots and lots and yeah. lots. lots out yeah. Of yeah. It'll stimulate all that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I just, it's direct clairvoyance. So I sit there and I asked the person to say their name out loud three times. And that's like their energetic signature. I've heard other so, people say that three times. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's why, why I put my whole Yeah. That's why I put my whole name as my author because that's my energetic um signature and I wanted okay. it on my book. But you know, um, you have them say their name three times and you're looking clairvoyantly at their crown chakra and what color it's vibrating at. Um, cause it's not always like indigo or whatever, you know, that particular chakra is it's, it's, um, depending on what they're experiencing or what kind of mood they're in or what's happening in their life, it could be a different color altogether. So if it's say orange, then I, I tune my crown chakra to that exact same vibration until I feel like a click. Interesting. So Legos clicking in and cool. then I'm on their wavelength and they can start asking questions and I can see like constellations of energy light up in their energy field that that's what they're talking about. That's what they're upset wow. about, light up. And so I'll go in and um, I'll look at the pictures um, that those, those energy or that light is um, because the aura stores information and in images. So it, it'll be, you know, how you hear of a thought form, it's like a block and it keeps getting, you know, every time, it gets worse. There's like more and more pictures. So I'll see that stack and I'll actually kind of dig down to the very bottom picture that set that in motion. And it's usually something from childhood or even a past life, um, something that yes. was not resolved. And so there's like a false belief there that generates fear and a lot of emotional charge. You know, so I'll talk to them about that and have them kind of connect with that information. And usually from present time, they'll say, well, that that's not me anymore. You know, that that was before and poof, it, it it's called blowing the picture. It all just leaves the person's space um, because they've shifted that belief and they no longer have that block. 
Um, And so that's how I do it. It's by it's direct clairvoyance and reading their energy and their vibration and the pictures in their energy field. Yeah. Wow. I've not heard it that. I've never heard of anyone doing that's really cool. But I know you said you like to prepare, but would you like to give a demonstration of an aura reading on either of us or both of us? I don't know if you wanted to. No, because I have to like get into my clairvoyance. Yeah. So it's not like I can do it like um, immediately. I have to spend at least 15 minutes shifting my energy and closing the chakras and all that. So I can't really do on spot readings, but you know, um, it's, you know, in the Bay Area, there's several clairvoyant schools. The Berkeley Psychic Institute was the first one. And um, there's several spinoff schools. So yeah. you can learn these, you know, they do, they all do remote. So you well, can I'm starting do- to learn auras. I'm slowly learning them. Mm-hmm. Like around you, I can see a lot of white, purple. Uh-huh. White and purple. Yeah, she was teaching uh-huh. me because they like when you were actually teaching us, it would maybe yes. be yellow. I see purple yes. and white and a little bit of it, like an indigo blue color. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I don't know what you it means. Because I'm learning. I just see a lot of yellow. <laughs> I see yellow. some magenta a little bit here and there, a little spark. Mm-hmm. Healing, hardcore healing. <laughs> heart healing on other people you know yeah yeah so i wish i could i just um it would take me a while to get shifted gears. i don't know what i'm seeing and what it means most of the time and i uh, I'm, I'm learning it slowly so this, I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen them until more recently in the last year mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. being around people who can do it i kind of can yeah. like some people like you as you speak of it i can understand like mm-hmm. what you're talking. some people are like this right misty we have mm-hmm. guests yeah. When they talk about what they do and how they do it, they have a way of teaching how to do it. Yeah. That's probably why you wrote your book. You can probably do that. And I can tell you can do this with your voice on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you, you gave us all both and everybody listening this idea of how to um, that they that I have never heard of. And they've never heard that on our podcast the way you mm-hmm. do it. And that's something mm-hmm. to start with connecting to the crowd yeah. and really by yeah. the resonance together. Really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. brilliant. I love that you come up with that yourself, just kind of develop it. No, that's how the schools, Louis Bostwick um, in 73 started the that's Berkeley Psychic that. Institute. And he wow. came up with this whole system of energy awareness and, and reading people. That's cool. Um, wow. And that all the other schools, the teachers would graduate and then set up their own schools. So there's a bunch of yeah. them in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, but yeah, you know, you were saying, you know, asking how you could do it and and like learning and try asking yourself like when you're working on something it's like oh what's this you know and and listen for that answer you know and or you might just know it like claircognizance that's, you know that's how i work usually, yeah, no. yeah yeah and um so try that you know it's not always reading a book or hearing someone else it, it, your soul has access to so much information you yeah. know and so when you connect with your higher self and your soul self there's just like so much wisdom and information so try asking yourself and see what comes through love that Wonderful. very good that's- advice just great yes and you know each one of us we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast each one of us uses our energy differently and works differently and with it mm-hmm. and wraps back around to what you're saying here at the end you know yes uh, ask yourself yes. what what you what you what you do already ask yourself what you think you do already what mm-hmm. you, you want to do i love all that advice it's just great um all right now I, uh before oh first of all where can listeners find you do you have a website or uh yes pamflowerday.com and um 
They can also get a free PDF of five of the exercises in the book. They, If they just go to the website and click on free PDF, send me a free PDF and I'll send them five exercises. And that's a good way to get started. Okay. Yeah. And, and listeners, I'll put all this information in the description of the podcast where you can get this mm-hmm. stuff for her. And if, and, and if you think of anything else you'd like to add in the description, we'll put that in there too, Pam. Yeah. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I, you, this has been a really interesting podcast and we haven't had a podcast guest, any podcast. I, we've recorded a couple, but they didn't work out audio wise. It's oh, been uh-huh. 13 days. We've been oh starving for a podcast. A dry, a dry spell. A dry spell. <laughs> and it, so we're really happy to have you. And um, at this point, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice website and app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity and guidance you need to create the life you deserve. You deserve. You deserve it. You deserve it. it deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, lastly, Pam, let's so advice for the listeners. Um, let's say you're talking to a younger you um, who maybe is taking classes and they are wondering if they can trust their teachers and how, you know, because like there's some unethical teachers out there. You just mentioned there's a ton of them in Berkeley, a bunch of teachers. Some of them are probably not ethical. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Um, when they're looking for teachers who's like to help them, what would you recommend they look for or not look for or make sure it's not there? Yeah. You know, yeah. Things not well, there. yeah, that teacher has to be completely transparent and not avoid questions or say, you know, you'll learn that in the future, you know, it's like, no, they should be honest, straight shooters, um, answer your questions completely and really tuning into your heart. And do you feel safe with that person? Are they trustworthy? Um, Are they clear? Are they knowledgeable? Do you feel confident um, with them and that they have um, the information that, that can be helpful for you, you know, on your psychic path. So it's really um, maybe writing out questions and, you know, asking them, asking them for a little consult and, and interview them, you know, cause it's a that's big great. deal. Yeah. That's really yeah. good to interview them. Cause a lot of, I feel like a lot of people stepping into asking for a mentorship of mm-hmm. any kind, they, it's scary. It's hard to yeah. approach. Yeah. Ask someone uh, if if you want them to be your mentor, especially Mm -hmm. Um, as someone you've worked with or at a, in any capacity, or maybe videos like you today, maybe someone's going to, I'm sure lots of people would love to work with you after, if they listen (laughs) to this, they would find your wisdom just wow. Because you have a really good way of explaining things to where it's just so easy to understand. She's a very yeah, good a really great yeah. gift uh, yeah. for this oh, stuff. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> and um, so that's great advice. And um, so I guess we'll wrap it up and, and thank you so much. And we'd like to welcome you back anytime. You're a great speaker. Don't be nervous. Uh, <laughs> I'm nervous every you. time, every time. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lisa and Misty. It's just been really <laughs> fun. And um, I hope you guys have a great day autumn it's officially we will. It's, it's the equinox right now we got like yes it is equinox. we got like a half yeah. moon last night it was nice yeah Beautiful. yeah That's go out sweet. there and see that half moon to people out there if you can and yeah. uh, we love you misty thank you love you love you, love you and all. love you listeners we love you love you <laughs> kisses kisses <laughs> and we will see you uh in a couple days thank you so much for listening right. and have a great day peace out Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.